0: Morning Project Presents
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the nichiest podcast ever. Here is your show.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to, and I am going to say it right this time, after 16 wrong attempts. This is the nichiest slash nichiest podcast ever, the podcast where we come on here and talk about games you've never heard of have never seen on shore, store, shores, on store shelves or your shores. Um... And that your friends don't even know what are. As always, my two fantastic, fabulous, and uh, frenetic <laughs> co-hosts. That was a start. Um, for this fabulous, uh, fantastic, I'm forgetting my F words, um, except for one. And I will not call for that Uh, Anne, hello Anne (laughs) Hi (laughs) And my other charming co-host Brian (laughs) Hi Brian Hello And I am, um, as sometimes, Molly So, how have you guys been? Don't all speak at once (laughs) I'm speaking instead of you Um, Anne, please stop sending us your Australian weather Thank you very much I'm (laughs) proud of it yeah, I heard it's hot
0: over there. <laughs> it's getting hot over here too, so yeah, we're in sync.
2: Yes. Uh, it, it was it was so bad like last weekend. And it's been it's been the worst part has been like it's been like the weekends that have been the, the hottest. Um we had moved our air because we have one like one of those roly air conditioners. Uh that like kind of stands up and you just push it around like R two D two. Um we had pushed it into our bedroom for the night so that we could just like sleep comfortably for once. And I got the next day and I just spent the entire day in the bedroom. I didn't even leave it. I just (laughs) sat in there and I laid in the bed and I played corpse party and that's all I did. (laughs) And so I felt like, I mean, there's a a certain kind of okayness you can be with not leaving your house for an entire day. At least I can. and, And my life because i've worked from home enough but when you don't leave like your bedroom for the entire day like that really makes you feel just like a horrible human being
0: yeah i would have to agree with that one (laughs) even even working from home like if i spend all day inside and don't even go outside at all i just feel crazy so yeah there's that part of you that's like oh i uh, imagine spending all day in bed that'll be so nice but then you get kind of a couple hours in and you're like yeah i'm gross
2: <laughs> so yeah it's at getting- least so i at least i don't do like the all day pajama thing like, i would never have been that kind of person so
0: yeah me neither <laughs>
2: yep uh but what have you been doing instead of uh staying in your bedroom all day and
0: Well, I've been getting up and plugging away at my thesis, which I was hoping to get done by the end of this year, but it's looking like it won't happen, so I'm getting another extension, and maybe I'll be a student forever. That seems to go well for some people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, hope, you know, while I'm busy writing, I don't have much time for video games, unfortunately. So I've been playing a lot of uh, this this mobile game, a Japanese game, where you level up princes and have a prince harem.
2: <laughs> Wait, I saw something about, like, was it A Billion Wives? Is this in there? <laughs> that kind of thing?
0: Ah, uh, no, it's a, it's a bit different from that, but I guess similar in in theme <laughs> but it's called you 100 that's the shortened title uh and there are 100 plus now different princes you can collect kind of like pokemon or something and they all have their different uh element i guess like they're they're supposed to be like cool sexy cute but they're different colors so you've got the red guys
2: and the blue guys and yeah <laughs> it's very addictive
1: <laughs>
2: gaming is over Gaming is just over. Just yep, yep. Brian, wh- have you been doing something better than collecting a hundred princesses? <laughs> um,
1: I don't know. Like uh, here in Seattle, it's not exactly hot, so uh, we're kind of getting used to. I would say winter, because we. I don't know if you've been here long enough to know that there really isn't such a thing as fall. It's just summer for three months of the year, and then it's winter for the remainder of the year.
2: (laughs) Now, what do you consider to be winter up there?
1: Winter is like 50s and overcast and or rainy. Although I will say it's not actually 50 right now. It's probably like 60, 60.
2: I think of 50s as being like fall. Yeah, but
1: but winter, you know, January, December are the same thing. It might dip into the Hmm. upper 40s, but it's generally like 50s. Um, Like I said, into the upper 40s. So you get pretty much that experience from, you know, mid to late October through July. (laughs) Hmm. So we're all, well, uh, 90% of us are bracing for it and complaining about it. And then 10% love it. So,
2: I mean, it's at least better than our, you know, like... Nine months. I don't remember how many months we have. Um, our like nine months of summer in California, and then three months of rain hmm. that we get. You know,
1: maybe. So. I mean, I maybe. I'm not actually one of the overt complainers. I I actually like the cooler temperatures for a while. Like right now, I'm fine with them for the most part. It's just you know, by January, February, you're like, okay, this. This could end at any moment,
2: but see, like colder weather is great because then you can have fun, like putting on like cute clothing and stuff like that, you know, and like actually dressing up and and doing neat things. Whereas when it's hot, there's like only so much you can take off, and then it's just so annoying.
1: Well, although I will add, if it were to me, and I know I'm I'm whining, but if it were like 55 all, you know, for seven months and dry. I would agree with you because, you know, I love pants and sweaters and stuff. But when it's wet out, it's kind of a bummer. You're like, if you go out and you get wet all the time. But whatever. I mean, it's fine.
2: (laughs) Well, why are you going out when you should be inside playing video games?
1: I have to go to work. I didn't have to do that before. Now I'm realizing, oh, I I get to get wet.
2: I go to work and play video games. So just, like, get a real job, (laughs) Ryan.
1: I do play on the bus. I I mean, I will say the best thing about commuting is it's like 45 minutes of free game time. So, yeah.
2: At this point, do you ever see anybody besides yourself No, um, with like a 3DS or a Vita?
1: I don't. But I will say, and I've been internally whining about this for a while now. Like, uh, I don't know, when I first started my job in January, I'd say for the first three months like every day there were two or three people on the same bus that had a 3DS because I would get a street pass. And then after three months, I don't know if they got fired. I don't know if they decided <laughs> to chuck their 3DSs into the toilet, whatever. Happened. But like I know more street passes. And just the other day I was lamenting like, oh, I don't get street passes anymore. And today it uh, the light went off three times. So hopefully oh. that means I got three street passes. I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know.
2: It's uh or it could be like no. I mean it could be the same like what is this, what is the required window between mm. passing the same person? I
1: think it has to be I think it's more than like an hour, so it wouldn't have happened on the same bus ride. Um I thought it was like eight hours later. But mm. I might be wrong. Hmm. Anyway. So I could have passed the same person on the way home because it definitely went off on the way home too. But um, anyway, it's funny. I ne- I, I've maybe seen two people playing their 3DS on the bus. Or I've never seen a Vita, uh, just 3DS. I think I've seen a DS Lite. But, um, I'm, I'm not ashamed. I play my 3DS. <laughs>
2: <sighs> Fight the power of the yeah, mobile. Yeah. Gaming. You, the platform that takes your games away from you, even at the bottom. Yeah stupid apple stupid ghost trick (laughs) but Hmm?
0: oh i was just gonna say that it was actually that the news was weirdly timely because my i had for lunch with my friend over the weekend and they the weekend before we found out that they had taken it off of the store and Mm -hmm. he was showing me that he had bought ghost trick but then he couldn't play his chapters (laughs) and i was like well that's weird because i never heard of it but apparently that was the issue that caused them to take it down i guess
2: yeah and i guess i guess we have said that they are bringing it back Oh, okay, well, that's good. So maybe they're going <laughs> to fix it or something. But, I mean, you know, it's it's really funny because I was thinking about this and we had the problem of, you know, you have a, a console or a handheld and you buy the next generation and there is sometimes the problem of your game's not moving with you, you know? Mm-hmm. They had a lot on, I mean, not as much on handhelds in certain ways, but much more on consoles. And I was thinking that with stuff like this, I think this is one of the first real examples where – the exact same system can stop playing a game, yeah, because it's no longer backward compatible with that game. Which, I mean, you have PCs that things that's kind of a different market. I don't know. Maybe it's not, but like it's just it's so scary to me to think that the iPhone I have today, a year from now, could just not play some of the games I have on it.
1: Yeah,
2: that's so bizarre of a thought. Because, you know, like a, a PS4 game you're going to buy today, it's going to be good for as long as you have that PS4, you know? I mean, except for, like, online stuff and whatever, but... Scary stuff we're moving into. Ugh. Ugh is right. But what is isn't ugh is some of the great niche games that we are getting now and in the near future here on these United States of America. And it's... Uh, younger siblings, not, not siblings, I guess, but neighbors who should be part of us anyway, but they aren't, like Canada. Huh. Uh Brian, do you want to start off telling us what games are now here or coming soon?
1: Sure. Although I just noticed one on the list that... Did it just come out today? Did Corpse Party just come out today?
2: I took that off because I'm going to talk about it later.
1: Oh, but we could still say it came out. Okay, <laughs> you can say it's coming out. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, because... And and knows that I've been fretting about that one, about whether to buy it or not. And it's so far, I've decided not to. But anyway, so uh, Corpse Party Blood Drive came out for Vita today, as did uh, Dragon Quest Heroes, the PS4 version, uh, and The Legend of Legacy, everybody's uh, favorite title <laughs> 3DS <laughs> game. <laughs> Which
2: Corpse I Party, just... by, the, by the way, is the first version of the game we've gotten over here physically. So... Oh,
1: yeah yes that's worth talking about on its own mm-hmm. um and then on the 20th of October which I have no idea what day of the week that is uh Earth Defense Force 2 is coming to Vita um and on the same day Tales of the Stereo yep <laughs> oh those Tales games love them um <laughs> And of course that's PS three and PS four. Um, and Anne has made a note that it's coming out a little earlier in Europe. Um, and then Fatal Frame, Maiden of Black Water for Wii U, digital only on the twenty second of October. I know. So.
2: I hate that. Oh. But it's come on Nintendo. Come on Nintendo. It's cool in
1: Europe, right? Yeah. Of course. <laughs>
2: So why don't you just move
1: to Europe? Come on. Stupid (laughs) Europe. Or if it was uh, region free, we could buy the European version and still play it. Oh.
2: That's a shame. Oh, shucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: And then, oh, also on October 20th, Code Realize for Vita and another visual novel, Norn 9, which, that title, um... (laughs) <laughs> and then I know the game everybody's looking forward to, Rodea the Sky Soldier, for Wii U and 3DS on November
2: 10th. And the Wii U version does come with the Wii version as well, like in Japan. Exciting.
1: So did anybody buy or pre-order these games, any of these games?
2: I have four of them off the list. Wow and they're all in my hands right now and I have to play them all for work and it's making me cry because oh. I have too many games to get through mm-hmm. Anne? Uh, yeah, I've got let's see Code I Realize, do- which I I'll be say. talking about
0: later and mm-hmm. then um, I'm supposed to be reviewing Corpse Party, but they haven't sent out codes yet uh-oh. Since I live overseas, they said there was some problem. I don't know. Anyway, but I did play a bit of the Japanese version. I bought it last year when I was in Japan. <laughs> and it's a yet another one of those games. So I probably put a couple hours into it. And then I was like, oh, I'll come back to it. And by the time I thought about coming back to it, they went and announced the English version anyway. <laughs> you know you know how it is. So, <laughs> And then probably the only other one I'll be checking out is Norn 9 oh of course legend of legacy i also already have the japanese version of that so i don't think i'll buy that again
2: (laughs) what did you um because our 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 reviewer as in my workplace um she did not care for that one do you (laughs) you have anything good to say about it uh legend Uh, of uh, legacy uh, uh, yeah
1: Brian, do you
0: have anything to say i haven't (laughs) haven't touched it i pre-ordered it because i wanted the soundtrack and i never played Uh, it
1: (laughs) okay but you know
0: the main reason i didn't play it is because i'd heard the kind of negative commentary and didn't think it was for me (sighs) so
1: (laughs) chickens So, so here's the thing. I bought the Japanese version and I sat on it, although not literally, but I sat on it for like a couple months. And then when the English version was announced, I was like, okay, I've got to play this. So I put like three hours into it and I I liked it, but I, I mean, it was actually less than the, the amount of time I spent on it was less than was probably available in the U.S. demo. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, eh, I think I'm just going to wait and see. And so then the demo came out and i've put 10 hours into the demo
2: <laughs> wow
1: so i really like it and i i just got the you know boxed limited edition whatever version of the north american version and i love it although i will admit i mean playing it i i'm kind of amazed atlas brought it over cuz i know lots of people online are always really stoked about games like this but then i wonder sometimes if they actually buy it Right, because um, it is really niche. I mean, it's really my kind of game. Like, I just love grinding, and a you know, I'm like, screw it's, the I, story, just give me grinding over Yeah, I've and heard
2: over. it's. I've heard it's very grindy.
1: Yeah, and it's, and I just have a hard time imagining a lot of people are going to buy this, and and enjoy it. After a few hours, but I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be very interesting to see like the sales and/or reviews of the game because um, I'm gonna like it. I think, but I think I'm gonna be in the minority. But I'm still mm. glad it came out because the packaging is beautiful.
2: So. It's very like I like I like the artwork. I do. Yeah, it's very pretty. And It's very um. What was it four warriors of light? Oh, yeah, and too. also,
1: kind of, you know, like romantic saga and stuff. Yeah, like
2: romantic saga and Bravey default and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, just to be clear, I I have currently um, Dragon Quest Heroes, the uh, Fatal Frame, Code Realize, and Corpse Party, and um, I'm gonna probably have to actually. I mean, I'm gonna have to get Nord Nine. But mm. I have a code for Code Realize, and I kind of want the physical version, so I'll probably have to buy that too. So, because I've been really getting into Vita physical copies, mm. which we don't have in the news, but just to talk about it real quick, because this is super duper nichey. Um, I guess was there any other comments on that list before I move us on?
1: More? Or go ahead.
2: There's a new company. And they're called Limited Run, I think is the name. And they're looking to do limited physical releases for games, uh, console and portable, that never got physical releases. Hmm. So they're going to be trying it with a game called Breach and Clear for the Vita, which I don't think any of us really care too much about. But they're going to do... Like fifteen hundred copies of that game as a, f- a first trial, and then they're going to be looking at doing um, potentially a lot of other, far more well-known and far more in-demand uh, games, physical huh. versions of.
1: So, are they looking to? Are they doing indie games? Is it? Uh, yes.
2: Oh indie games, I don't... I mean, I think they're looking to do games where the licensing rights wouldn't be Hmm. just ridiculous. Like, if we're talking about, you know, like a a Fatal Frame, that could be very hard to work out. And they also said the the problem with um, Xbox One and Wii U is that those two companies demand far too big of print runs Hmm. in order to really try this at the level they're wanting to try it at. So... Hmm. It's probably gonna focus on PlayStation 4 and Vita.
1: Hmm.
2: And I was trying to find a list. Oh, their second um, game they're looking at doing is what's it like Saturday Morning RPG?
1: Hmm.
2: If you guys have heard of that one. So yeah, so it, it's it's yeah lim- limited run. So it's kind of a cool thing, and like I would love to see, you know, some of these digital games that just never got physical releases, you know, come out that way.
1: Sounds good to me, and I wish. I maybe if it's successful. I don't know why larger publishers couldn't try it too. I mean, I don't really know the the uh, business end of it, but it seems like there could be some situations where, you know, even Nintendo could do a limited run of Fatal Frame and sell every damn copy. Right. If they wanted to, so but or whatever. I have more examples like that.
2: Well, it's kind of like what they did with. Um... What's it Electroplankton on the DS? Yep. Like you could you could only order it through Nintendo and it was like a very limited run. Hmm. And they tried to kinda of tried it too with um, a few other games like GameStop exclusives and stuff. But I don't know how big a runs those were. Yeah. Yep. As somebody has geese in the background? <laughs> Not me. Ducks. Oh <laughs> uh, What, really? Not me? Do you have geese in Australia? Uh, no. Do you have a baby? Is there a baby around <laughs> anywhere?
0: No, no, no. Weird. There are birds kind of cawing, but that's like... Yes.
2: Yeah,
1: it does sound like uh, geese, though.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. it sounded kind of like geese. <laughs> Those are
2: crows, which we do have. Oh. oh. Crows everywhere. <laughs> Lovely. I like crows. Um, And how about some of the niche Japanese game announcements that have happened since the last time we recorded, colon.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, uh, mostly just some release dates and whatnot, but um, interestingly, this kind of put, goes off of what we were just discussing, but Digimon Cyber Sleuth did get a date, so it's coming out February 2nd in English, but... There's only going to be a physical version of the PS4 version, and Vita is getting digital only, which is a bummer for all of us Vita fans. I don't know why they would do that.
2: What? I don't get it. Because Vita has no shelf space, and so oh. they don't, like, just do, like, an Amazon exclusive or whatever. Just do it. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it
0: seemed like I was reading this information. It seemed like you, if you pre-ordered the physical version of the ps4 version then you would get all these digital bonuses but i didn't i couldn't tell if that came with the vita version or not so i i don't know it's not cross-compatible though because japan uh only got a vita version of the game they never even had a ps4 version so weird huh. yeah which i also have that i might play it <laughs> sometime <laughs> someday i bought Maybe. it i might i might play it Maybe. It'd be uh, timely <laughs> Uh, this next one, actually, I don't know a ton about, but uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Final was announced for 3DS. It's coming out in Japan on February 10th. And this is a sequel, right? Uh, yes, to it, is, it is not
2: an expansion. It is not a revised version or upgrade or whatever. It is a completely separate game. I have, I have not had the chance really to sit down and kind of look it over and see what the storyline is and everything, but it is definitely... It's a little weird because you think by the name, I mean, final sounds like yeah. at least it's the final version of Shin <laughs> Tensei 4, but it is a totally new game.
0: Yeah, so that's cool. And they did a yeah. very odd way of announcing it with yes. on Twitter where it was like so many people had to tweet about it using this, you know, <laughs> uh, pre pre made tweet with a hashtag and everything and then every time somebody tweeted it it went to this counter and then when you reach so many tweets then they would reveal it or something yeah it was, it was fi-
2: fifteen thousand. Oh, okay <laughs> i did I, not partake I, I went,
0: in the announcement
2: <laughs> i did and i went to bed not expecting to get to get that far by the time i woke up and it was already done by the time i woke up
0: wow so The crazy world of social media, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, uh, NIS America announced that they're going to be bringing over Witch and the Hundred Knight Revival Edition. Uh, That's for PS4 and coming out in March. And I guess that's just the sort of updated version of the original Witch and the Hundred Knight for PS3. Mm. Uh, I haven't really followed it enough to know what's new for
2: this version. No, it's sequel two. Yeah, it's just... They've just given up on naming, so. What? Really? <laughs> no. Uh. It's, it's not, it's
1: not, it's not. Wait, it's a sequel?
2: No, I was, it was a joke. Oh. Um, based off Shimigami Tensei 4. You had me fooled. Yeah, both of us. <laughs> yes.
1: I was like, that is a terrible name if it's a sequel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but, wait, better than Shimigami Tensei 4 Final as a name for a game that is not at all 10 Tensei 4?
1: Yeah, but I mean, at least, uh, you know what, in both cases, I was going to say. I'm going to guess a lot of people who are interested in that game will know that it's a sequel, because it's, you know, a fairly niche property, but who knows? Maybe, Maybe some people will pick it up thinking it's the same game.
2: Who knows? Who knows? Has there been anything else, like, really super big exciting? Like...
1: I, I have no idea. I looked today and I could not find anything that seemed you know overly exciting of an announcement. To tell you the truth, but who knows? Maybe I missed. Because see,
2: it. my problem is I've been I've just been too obsessed with Street Fighter Five lately to really pay attention mm. to other stuff. Because Street Fighter Five has been crazy. So <laughs> yeah, I guess I just it's kind of a, little bit of a quiet time right now. But um. The thing you can do in quiet time, though, is you can get dig into your backlog. Uh, So I think we had talked before about discussing some of our backlog. And so the three of us wrote uh, little lists. Um, Mine definitely is the more shameful of the three. (laughs) But we're going to go through and just kind of talk about a few games that are in our current backlogs. And because... Purple is the first color on this list. That means Brian is going first. Yeah.
1: No, I don't know. Um, yeah, I've got the shortest list out of all of us, but, you know, whatever. Size doesn't always matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, okay, so speaking of one, um, I'm very ashamed to say I've had a copy of Shin Megami Tensei for. for a long time and it, i don't even know if i've opened it it's just kind of sitting in a drawer somewhere mm. and i'm kind of i'm i think i really want to play it but at the time i was really busy and everybody told me how many hours you know you can put into it so i've avoided it for that reason um and then i have two other 3ds games that i'm really sad about that i was so excited when i pre-ordered them and then they arrived and Probably have still been unwrapped, uh, or haven't been unwrapped. Um, Atrium My- Mystery Dungeon, and the 3DS uh, remake, etc. Of The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. I'm sad to say. And I've never played Majora's Mask, so I'm especially sad. I bought it specifically so <laughs> I'd finally play that game. Apparently it's not meant to be. <laughs> um, and then two old ones. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is talking about old ones, but... Um, I loved the first Katamari Damacy game. Yes, and the P- I've had the PS two sequel for a decade. I don't know a long <laughs> time, and it just I don't I never play my PS two. I'm such a bad gamer. Um,
2: it's funny because I was I was just thinking I really wanted to go back to playing Katamari Damacy again because it's been so long. Yes, and I, I think this game. I think mean, this one's a little. Is it? I guess it's not rare. I was thinking it was rare, but I guess not. It's it's only hmm. twenty bucks on Amazon, so yeah, yeah.
1: And then, kind of also timely with Legend of Legacy, um, I've had Saga Frontier two for the PS one for I mean, <laughs> more than a decade, a long time, and I love the first game. It's one of my favorite games of all time, and I've never played the follow up, which is really sad. So that is sad. Yeah. That's my list. I'm sticking to it.
2: Um if you would, if you were going to play one of those ones next, which one would you pick? Ooh.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I think because of the recent announcement, I think I would play uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 because everybody's been talking about it and I'm like why haven't I not played it yet? So I think I'm going to try to make room for it, but I know Legend of Legacy is probably going to take over shortly. So,
2: I'll try after that. All right. and
0: All right. Yeah, well, this list is not comprehensive. I should stayed up for it. This is just a few I thought of off the top of my head that I'm particularly uh, ashamed that I haven't played. Um, so, first, a couple oldies. We've got... Chrono Trigger, (laughs) which I have never played ever. Wow. Yes, Um, that's kind of crazy. What? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, especially since I love RPGs, it's just uh, something that never happened because I didn't have. It was SNES, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I never had one, and um, but I did get it in the what is it? The PS One collection that it was in Final Fantasy something or Mm. I don't know. It came with. FF4 or 5 I can't remember. Um, so I guess I would play that version, but I hear that version of it's really bad or something, like the low ta- times are awful. Yeah,
2: I think the low times were the problem with that one. Um, it is also on the DS. You could play it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. (laughs) That would be another thing to buy. (laughs) So (laughs) I might play the one I already have, we'll see. But yeah, so that would be something I'd like to play since it's so important. Everybody loves it. Also another important RPG that people love, Earthbound. I have never played and I got the Wii U version, so I have it, but... Yeah, I think I probably put in maybe an hour or two on an emulator once, (laughs) just for kicks, but I never stuck with it very long. (laughs) Uh, Next up is Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, Um, specifically the HD version, because I have that for Wii U. Uh, I've never played a significant amount of a Zelda game, like I've never beaten any Zelda game, so that's probably the one i would go to first mostly because i have it also because it's the cutest <laughs> so i uh, yeah i really want to play that and the hd version looks really good also i have bayonetta 2 on here which i bought and put in an hour or two and then put it down and never went back <laughs> and i'm so sad about it because it's amazing i just i love bayonetta and yeah yes yeah, I think it was like I got it right before I went away on vacation or something. Mm. It was really weird. And so I went away and then <laughs> I'll probably have to start over when I started again.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the the. I was gonna say it's not an involving game, but in a way it kind of is because it's I think it's gonna be really hard getting to go back and pick up because there's so many things to remember about like the controls and the attacks yeah, and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. I'm not I wasn't good at the first one to begin with. I had quite a hard time. I'm not I'm not a good person at action games so (laughs) i need all the help i can get uh and finally catherine another game that i started and never finished because darn those puzzles are really hard (laughs) i was playing it on (laughs) easy and even then i I kept getting stuck but i've heard a ton of great stuff about the story and the world and everything so i really want to go back to it and push through to the end um but that's it from me, from the top of my head, I have not mentioned anything about the huge pile of Otome games I have that I haven't touched, <laughs> but <laughs> so, there's yeah, plenty plenty of other things that I'm ashamed to have in my backlog, but those are the major ones, I guess. So if you were going to play uh, one first, which one would you play? Uh, hmm, probably go back to Bayonetta 2, I think, because it's not super long, but it's something that I can go play and I reckon if I went back to it I'd be able to finish it whereas some of these RPGs or Wind Waker I don't know if I'd be able to play through all of them
2: though I hear Chrono Trigger isn't that long I um, don't wow it's been like I mean, cause I, I played it when it came out like when oh. it first came out like on the Super Nintendo so it's been a long time since I played so I can't remember how long it is hmm
0: well, I've heard from what people have said that it's sort of short compared to other RPGs. But these days, you know, I can 100 hours in yeah. <laughs> an RPG. So I don't know what short <laughs> is
2: comparatively. Well, I'm going to use the uh, there is a website called HowLongToBeat.com. Ah, uh, yes. What Corner do they shorted? say? Let's not see really. what they say. They s- it's not in here. <laughs> <Is the basketball laughs> hang on. It's too old. No, hang on. I. Uh, Main story is 23 and a half hours. That's very precise. Completionist <laughs> is 45 and a half hours. All right.
0: That's not bad for, like, you know, doing everything. But I would never do everything anyway, so <laughs> I'm not
2: that kind of gamer, for sure.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so for my list, I just sat in my chair and whatever I could see that I hadn't played yet is what I put on my list. Uh, I have this really big stack of stuff from work and personal like on my desk and then I guess like what I could think of off the top of my head from uh, digital stuff so my current backlog is Nobunaga's Ambition Sphere of Influence Uh, just came out on PS4 and PC, it's been a while since we've gotten a Nobunaga's Ambition game here in the States and I am super excited but I've played like an hour at most of it so far and, and not gotten very far. Which version are you playing? Um, I started the PC just because I had a demo of it, but I wanted to switch to the PS4.
0: Okay, before you continue, yes. I tried some of the PS4 version, and I have a problem. Okay. I can't, I can't see any of the font it is so oh, tiny really? it's Uh-oh. so tiny and i yeah i really want you to play it to so tell me if i'm like uh. getting old and i can't see or what because it seems like they didn't like resize it properly right. like you've got the whole screen and then in the tiny little text box in the center there's this uh. tiny little font and it yeah it makes me really sad <laughs> so i don't want to get you down about it but uh i couldn't i couldn't even play it it was too tiny and then my husband was saying, Oh well, we need a bigger TV. I was like, I, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think getting a bigger T V would fix the tiny
2: font in this game. But and I yeah, just I was very upset. This is a real problem with H D games t- way it? too often. Like I mean, I don't I don't know why companies don't understand that that you can't put tiny fonts on televisions and have games work properly.
0: So is it something about hoarding it that they just haven't like re-optimized it for. I don't really understand how that happens, but I there mean, have been a couple of PS4 games specifically yeah. that I've tried to play that also have like PS3 versions, and the font is too tiny for me. <laughs>
2: I mean, so. the, the most the most infamous one for me is like one of the first ones where this was, and that was uh, uh Dead Rising on the Xbox 360, where ah. like I didn't have an HD TV yet, and I literally couldn't play the game because hmm. of how small the font was. Um, but yeah, like, I, I'm trying to think, because there's been a couple games recently where just, like, the font is so small. I think what I think part of what it is is when they have games that are also on the PC, but there's, like, a lot of UI and stuff, hmm. that they tend to make a UI that works on the PC and just port it over, and that hmm. doesn't work for consoles. right. Uh, yeah, That's it's a sad. bummer. Yeah,
0: I was bummed about
2: that. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to bring it out and try it then and, and see what I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let me know if it's just me.
2: Yeah. um Deception Four: The Nightmare Princess. uh I did play through Deception Four, the first one, but I kind of want to try the Nightmare Princess version now because I, I really like Deception Four and I like Deception series. So, um, Bloodborne, which I just got from Best Buy for twenty five bucks. I really hate going physical with PS4 games, but it was cheap, so (laughs) I need to get to that. Um, Danganronpa Ultra Despair Girls still have not really touched that very much, unfortunately. Just one of those cases of games coming at a really bad time. Yumi's Odd Odyssey I have not gotten to, but to be fair, I also haven't gotten to the original game either. (laughs) I did did pick it up for DS, and I still haven't gotten to that, so I should play that first, probably. Uh, there's been a ton of great Sega CD classics come out recently for the 3DS. Haven't spent time with any of them. To be fair, I've already played all those in the past, so, you know, it's not the worst part of my list. Misadventures of Tron Bond. This is a game I've been wanting to play for years and years and years because I missed it when it came out and then it was very expensive to pick up, but I have it now and I still haven't touched it. La Mulana EX. Came out for Vita, and that was free through PS Plus. So I need to get to that. Life is strange. um Have you that you played this at all?
1: I have not even heard of it.
2: I
0: mean, oh, I've heard of it, but I haven't played it. I was thinking of waiting until all the episodes came out. Yes, and that's kind of what hearing. Kind of, yes.
2: Yeah, what people think, and yeah, that's what's kind of waiting for. But like, I have to review it, so I need to get through oh. all the first four <laughs> first. Um, so, Brian, this is a story of, of two high school girls, and uh, the one named Max kind of comes back to her school after, like, five years, I think, of being away. And her best friend Chloe is there, and they kind of meet up again, and it's a little bit of a strange relationship. But the interesting thing is Max has the ability to rewind time. So it's kind of like an adventure game. Um, I guess the closest you could say is kind of like those, those Telltale games. Huh. Uh, where she's going through and, and she uses her time rewind to fix things. But the problem is it plays with the whole time aspect where you think you're fixing things, but you're actually making them worse. And so she has to make – you have to have her make decisions. But with some of the decisions, there it's like bad choice one or bad choice two. <laughs> it's not like good choice, bad choice. Hmm. And you also don't really understand what makes each of those choices bad until later, or maybe you don't even understand at all what it's done to the game. Hmm. It's kind of like a a game of, like, consequences and what happens, you know, when you do certain actions and stuff.
1: It's really, really neat. Where is this available?
2: Uh, PS4, PC, Xbox One. Oh. I don't think it's on the old consoles. I think it's only the new new gen and PC. Or
1: even Vita? Not Vita? Unfortunately
2: not Vita. Nope.
1: Draft.
0: On nothing that Brian has. Nothing that well, I,
1: If it was on the Mac, I could play it maybe.
2: But. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't. That's a good question.
1: Because it's, it's by. Um,
2: it. If you've ever heard of the game Remember Me, it's by that same company. Oh, yes. <sighs> what platforms are you <laughs> for? Oh, no, I'm sorry. It is PS3 and Xbox 360. Hmm. Windows, PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360.
1: Hmm. So. Still not for... so. Apparently, I couldn't play it even if I wanted to. Which, oh well.
2: You need to have a PS3 or an Xbox 360.
1: <laughs> oh, I had a 360. I, sorry, I thought I just yes. heard you say Xbox One. No. Yeah, but you know, your old Xbox You're 360 done with them. might as well be a paperweight. Aw, sad, sad to say.
2: <laughs> then I have um, Firefly Diary. Still have not gotten through. Brandish the Dark Revenant. i played like two hours of it, and I really want to go back to it and play it some more. And then finally, this is really shameful for me, Mm. given some of the podcasts I'm on. Um, As my uh, dear friend would say, Steins (laughs) Gate. And I have... The worst part is I have two unopened copies of that game now. Mm. Because I got the UK version just in case, and then I bought the US version, so...
1: Can I, I, I would like to add that I'm ashamed that I was looking forward to that game, um, but I canceled my pre-order at, like, Aww. not the last minute. I'm I'm still going to buy it, and I'm sure I'm going to pay more for it, but it's my own fault. Um, but I just, uh, I pre-ordered a few too many games at once, and I had to cut a few, so that mm. was one to go. But I was, I will buy it
2: eventually. Yeah, see, that was one of those ones where I was really scared of it going away very quickly. Yeah, I mean hopefully. that's why I grabbed it.
1: I'm not saying I made the best choices, but I mean I'm sure I'll be able to pick it up for something, you know, and I, it's digitally available too, right? Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at least I can do that if I have to.
2: Cuz that's been my like I sat down recently and I was looking through um the games that I still wanted to get but hadn't picked up yet and looking at just some of the mistakes I've made in games that were really cheap for a while and now are not cheap anymore,
0: mm.
2: like um, what is it? Is it Monster Tail on mm. DS? That was like, I swear like $14 at one point. And now on Amazon it's $40. bucks.
1: i have actually had that with a lot of DS games. that Most of them I didn't yeah. even know about, that. But- you know, like My World, My Way and yep. all these stupid games that if I had bought them when they were new, I would have gotten them for so cheap. And now it's like 50 bucks, 60 bucks if you want a boxed version of it.
2: Like, yeah, like Time Hollow, $80. Mm. Um, I feel like Okami Den's going up a little bit. <sighs> Ghost, I need to get Ghost Trick really quick because I'm, I'm afraid that's going to go up. Advanced Wars Days of Ruin is now sixty bucks. Mm. We, we can't. <laughs> we can't even talk about Infinite Space. Infinite Space. No, just,
1: I know that. Oh. I, I have that game, and I can't remember the other one. There are two that I have on my Amazon wish list that I'm like, just in case it ever drops. I will buy the hell out of it. But it's always like a hundred bucks or something. Oh,
0: I'm going to brag about owning Infinite Space. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I haven't played it. <laughs> it's one of those, uh, every once in a while, you know, sometimes you see a game locally and you're like, oh my God, I know that's rare. And that, that happened to be with Infinite Space a couple years ago. <laughs> wow. Uh, <Ooh>. so. Phys-
2: <laughs> physical version of Sweet Fuse is now $45. Wow. That was, was sub 20
0: Oh, I have a sealed copy of that with the like necklace thing. <laughs> they give you a little necklace of the the pig character <laughs> as, as a
2: pre order bonus. Yeah, <laughs> I still don't have Persona Two Innocent Sin on PSP like the physical version, and that's back up now to forty one dollars. Mm. So <sighs> I like, yeah, it's it's like it's like a stock market, isn't it? Because you're always like, which ones do I buy? Like I have, you know. X amount of money right now, I can buy two games. Which ones do I buy? And then yep. you buy two, and then, like, they're, you know, half the price a few months later, and you're like, ah. And then the one you didn't <laughs> buy is, is triple the price and stuff. And it's so frustrating.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but what isn't frustrating <laughs> is us in cheerleader outfits <laughs> pom poming our ways to your hearts with the games we've been playing and that we want you to maybe play as well along with us and starting it off of course as always because of her name is Anne. all right well there is a question mark beside
0: this one not because i'm not sure if i'm recommending it but more because i have to admit i have not finished it but i haven't been playing anything else so this is all i have to talk about (laughs) (laughs) so i'm playing code realize uh and that is the Otome game by Axis, well it's a by Idea Factory and Otome, but Axis Games is bringing it over. It's coming out, what did we say, on the 20th. And this is an Otome game that takes place in steampunk London. So an alternate historical London setting. And you are a girl who has this horrible power that makes anything that touch you like totally melt away and disintegrate and die so at one point Mm. a dog lunges at the character and bites her but like her blood is like this acidic horrible thing and the dog like basically its face melts off and it dies and so you can't touch anybody Uh and nobody can touch you it's quite morbid actually isn't it like the the whole premise um and you have been left in this mansion by your father. And he says, don't go anywhere. I don't talk to anybody. Just stay here till I get back. And you don't know why he's done this, but he's left you there for many years. And you're suddenly kind of stolen or some soldiers come and try to take you away because they want you for something. But then everybody's favorite thief, Lupin comes by and he steals you from the soldiers. So you're caught in the middle of this weird thing where everybody wants you because you have this weird gem in your chest that is like the source of all cosmic power or something or other. And then, you know, there's, there's romance on top of this <laughs> so that's a basic plot summary It's very <laughs> so, complicated <laughs> yeah. basically you, you're looking for your father because you don't know why he put this gem in you you don't know why you're poisonous to everybody uh, it turns out the father is like a great scientist so he probably you know maybe performed some experiments I don't know I haven't gotten that far but I'm busy chatting it up with famous literary heroes such as frankenstein and von helsing and (laughs) uh, who else do we have here some characters i don't even really know but i everybody is supposedly based off of i guess literary or historical characters so we've got impy barbicane anyone know impy barbicane impy barbicane (laughs) i don't know then we've also got (laughs) saint germain which sounds familiar but i'm not sure then instead of sherlock holmes we have herlock (laughs) shomes so it's uh anyways it's quite goofy but i really like the steampunk setting you don't get a lot of steampunk otomi games and uh, all the characters a lot of fun these sort of parodies of famous characters that you may or may not be familiar with um so far, so good. As I said, I haven't played it through all the way, but I think Impy is going to be my first <laughs> suitor.
1: Just <laughs> his name.
0: Uh, yeah. He's
2: <laughs> it's the he's, worst name.
0: <laughs> oh, my Lord. I hope he is a real person. I hope I want to confirm. I should have confirmed this before the show. But his whole thing is that he's an engineer and he wants to travel to the moon someday. Well,
1: is it possible his name is just screwed up? Like, you'd Yeah, imagine? maybe it's like the Herlock okay. Sholmes.
0: Yeah, maybe Barbicane or something. He, he, he. I can't
2: imagine <laughs> what it this is. is. This is the worst wiki in the world. It's just like a very, very brief description and then the only piece of information on its entire page is the fact that he placed sixth in the official Code Realize poll with a total of 541 votes getting 6.5% of the vote. Only sixth place? <laughs> Yes. Sheesh. He's a genius inventor. I mean, so they're all based on on, on fictional heroes, right? Yes.
0: Uh, yes, I believe they are. And I just did a search for the name Barbicane, and it seems like it's a character from the book titled From the Earth to the Moon. So that oh, might make that would sense. That make sense. Okay. So yeah. I don't know my...
2: English literature I guess (laughs) is the moral of this story (laughs) Uh. um okay so you know what we're gonna play a game here real quick with Anne oh no I want her to tell me that she's played this game somewhat uh which of the characters was voted as fourth I mean sorry first most popular
0: Uh, I, I think it's gotta be Lupin that's my final answer <laughs> <laughs> You are absolutely right. Wow, yeah, he's the main guy, which doesn't necessarily always mean that he'll the, the main guy will be the most popular, but quite quite often they are.
2: Okay I'm, then my second my second question then is, uh, where on the list did the main character place?
0: Oh, how many numbers are there?
2: Well, there are six characters. And, and Impy guys, was
1: six? You.
0: <laughs> yep. So that means the main character did better than poor Impy. I'm hurt. Um, she's ooh, fifth. You're correct. Again. Yeah, above Aww. only yes. Impy. I guess people <laughs> the hate the only, Impy. And the the I went for the one that everyone hates. The only suitor <laughs> who did worse than your character was,
2: was the man you love.
0: Uh, well, he's he's a playboy, so I guess people don't like the playboy. <laughs> I actually picked him because he is voiced by a relatively famous voice actor who did a character from Yomamushi Pedal. I am very fond of. Mm. So, voice actors <laughs> are very important.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so I guess... That's, a very, th- that's, very, that's a very Japanese female fan answer i feel like
0: (laughs) yeah and what's funny is actually i have not been into voice actors until relatively recently and i think it's just that i've finally played enough Otomi games that i can start making the connections (laughs) like i'll be like oh i recognize that guy's voice and then yeah i just sort of tend to like the people who i can recognize so this one voice actor has a very like weird nasally voice it's very recognizable so it's I don't know if I like him, but more than I'm like, oh, hey, I know who you are. So <laughs> it's like, All right, you're memorable. I don't know. But yeah, a lot of uh, female fans, especially in Japan, like will follow a voice actor and buy games just because they're one of the characters in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I don't think that has really caught on with Western fans as much.
2: I mean, yeah. Because I, mean, I don't think you're going to go out and buy a game because, you know, Noah North is a voice <laughs> actor or... You know, uh, Tara Strong or somebody. So, but
0: isn't this kind of interesting? Because it sort of goes back to the news we've had recently of the the voice actors um, talking about potentially striking, and a lot of podcasts and I've been listening to have been discussing this news and saying basically that, like, oh, I don't think anybody's buying these games because of the voice actors, which is quite different from Japan, because yeah. I think you know a lot of people do that in Japan. But I, I'm not. Trying to you know crap on any of the English voice actors, but I think in Japan the quality might be a little bit higher, or at least they're treated more like celebrities. Like a voice actor in an Otome game is probably voice acting in anime as well, and maybe doing J dramas or CDs, you know, all types of stuff. So they're they're a bit more out there.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. It's it's. Um... We have far less, I think, like, names. Hmm. And they tend to also be people who do a lot of other stuff, so they aren't just kind of, you know, video game famous. Or, like, fandom famous, I guess you could maybe say. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is just kind of a different thing. Like, we just don't consider them to be idols, whereas Japan does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so that's Code
0: Realize. As I said, I haven't finished it, but I'm giving it a hearty thumbs up for now one interesting point i noticed though is normally in these games in the menu you get a gauge of what your status is of with the character that you're pursuing like it will have a bar or a heart or something to show you how you're doing with them and it may be because i'm just not far enough in the game like i may still be in the middle of the prologue but I ha- there's nothing like that in the menu. Like, it doesn't show me, you know, oh, you're you're doing really well with Impy and, you know, Lupin hates mm-hmm. you or whatever. So s- currently I have no indication of how I'm doing, which is a bit worrisome because I know a lot of people use that to figure out if they're going to get, you know, the good ending for the character they want.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'll report back next episode and <laughs> let everyone know <laughs> how that went.
2: Awesome! Brian, you're next.
1: Well, um, I am going with Undertale, which is a, an RPG that was released about a month ago now, I think, uh, for PC and Mac. Um, and I'm even worse than Anne at the moment in terms of like, I literally, I finally started playing the demo on Saturday night I liked it enough that I bought the game and I've played like an hour, hour (laughs) and a half of it. So, I mean, do not take what I'm saying to be gospel or that that it means it's going to be a thoroughly wonderful game for the entirety of however long it lasts. But um, anyway, in the one and a half hours I've played of it, I've liked it. And uh, if people don't know what it is, it's, it's an RPG that's very... Kind of earthbound inspired not in visuals maybe so much but definitely the style of play um it's you know 2d pixel based um kind of looks very retro even like i'd say like the main graphics look kind of like nes but then the battle scenes almost look like msx or something even more stripped down but um i guess the the main points of the game are that it's it allows you like you can in battle you can be passive you can not fight with the characters you can it offers all kinds of cute options like you know flirt with the enemy or uh, give it a compliment um uh you can let it you know you eventually can let it flee uh and you kind of have little conversations with the enemies if you're passive especially um Anyway, so I've really liked it. Oh, and then another aspect: if you do uh, almost any choice, it seems you make in battle, in their um, you know random battles. Uh, but when you make a selection, and the other the enemy makes his selection, then you kind of play this like mini uh, bullet hell shooter. To you have to try to avoid things flying at you at all directions, and then if you're you you know if you're hit, you lose some HP, and if you succeed, you go on to the next, you know, make your next selection. Um, and so, I don't know. I really like both of those aspects. I've been trying to play it kind of passively, although I've run into a couple situations where no matter what I did, I could not get the battle to end, so I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta whack him a few times. <laughs> so... Um, Anyway, I like that, and I mean, I think some people will probably find that eventually you kind of figure out, as you do in any RPG, um, you know, this character. If I flirt with it, it is more likely to end the battle. But if I flirt with the next one, or you know, the, uh, not all the same options are available. But sometimes. You figure something out, and and you're like, oh, if I flirt with this ghost, it will go away. And so it, it's not as uh, unique, I guess. After a while, like, oh yes, of course, there's that cute little comment about you know shimmying to get you know dancing together. I don't know, I, I can't explain it very well, but I'm sure it kind of gets old a little bit. But yeah, I'm still enjoying it. And I've heard it's kind of a shortish game, so maybe it doesn't wear out its welcome.
2: People will not shut up about this game, (laughs) I swear, like, just, they just will not stop talking about it online.
1: Well, that's why I finally, I mean, I, I paid attention to it when it came out, and I thought, oh, that looks cute, I'll try it, but I am, if any, anyone who knows me knows that I do not play games on my computer, and so I've just kind of avoided it, so finally this weekend I was like, what the hell, I'll download the demo and just see how it goes, um, Partially because people have talked about it so much. Although I've heard lots of negative things about it, too. But hmm. um, I don't know. I mean, I would say it's worth the hype if you're into this kind of game. If you're into mm-hmm. old-school, random battle, uh, kind of cheeky yeah. games.
2: It seems really interesting. The random battle part, of course, as always, throws me off. But no, it looks interesting It seems interesting. So I've heard a lot of good things about it. So... Yeah, throw on the pile. <laughs> well,
0: I, I heard that the bullet hell kind of parts were relatively tough, and that actually turned me off. Like I know a couple of writers who were looking into it, and then they they were turned off by how hard it was, and that doesn't seem to be something odd people were bringing up. So hmm. you think it's tough? Um.
1: Well, I mean, again, I've only played a sh- I have not encountered anything. Re- Remotely resembling a boss that I can tell, It's just Aww. been random battles. But um, I would say you know it's it because the window that you're doing the kind of bullet hell stuff in is very small. Like if it's I don't know how big is my screen, say it's a 13 inch screen, it's like the window in which you're doing um, the bullet hell stuff is pretty small. So you don't have you're kind of cramped, mm. um, and there have definitely been times where you know I. I had a hard time staying out of the way of the bullets, but I never found it. It didn't annoy me. I just thought, oh, I've got to try to do better. I don't
0: know. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I just heard that, that, I mean, it makes sense that the sort of pacifist route would be the more difficult one, but I heard that, you know, some people were frustrated with how hard it was not to kill them. Like if you wanted to do mm. the sort of, Actions that would lead to you not fighting the monster, that you, they would then have to do this bullet hell type stuff, and then it would get really tough, and they just got too frustrated. But I, it, I guess it's not that long of a game, so maybe that's only the very, very end that it, the difficulty is it was rough. I'll probably yeah, check it I'll out s- sometime, I think.
1: And, and I will say, too, there were definitely a couple times, you know, early on where. Doing the kind, and I'm not, I'm not trying to do a 100% passive route. I'm just trying to see. You know, it's weird to play a game where you don't have to uh, stab something. But um, so early on, some of the battles, you you know, you do the passive route, and it only takes like three or four clicks, and it's over. And so I finally reached one where it was some some kind of like ugly carrot or something. I don't know what it was, Uh, (laughs) but it seemed like I was like, no matter what option I chose, other than you know, fight. It just kept going and going and going. And I'm like, I'm not really willing to spend five, ten minutes on a fight. So eventually I was like, fine, I'll be aggressive. And, um, you know, so I I kind of didn't like that, that I was like, okay, apparently I can't win this battle if I don't be aggressive. But um, I still let it flee in the end. So maybe that was what I was supposed to do. Maybe I was supposed to whack it a few times and let it flee. I don't know. But
2: So, uh, maybe that
1: I could see that being frustrating if some people did that and they could not figure out how to end the battle without hitting the character. I don't know.
0: Hmm. Well, it <laughs> sounds interesting. It's a really interesting premise. And yeah, I've definitely heard just tons of positive stuff about it. So,
2: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, I guess it's my turn? Yes. I have been playing as I revealed earlier in the show uh, Corpse Party Blood Drive which is the third and final game in the very bizarre meandering trilogy question mark Uh, based off of the first Corpse Party this is one of those series that's like very hard to understand like what goes where because there's a lot of just games that just gets kind of thrown into the pile and it's, it's you know but so corpse party uh repeated fear blood repeated fear endless repeated fear something like that was kind of the reworking of the original pc corpse party and that came out on the psp here and then corpse party book of shadows came out but that was a totally 100% visual novel game blood drive goes back to what the original corpse party was you do have kind of some of those visual novel elements you have a lot of text a lot of reading a lot of character conversations but you also have yourself walking around in heavenly host the the haunted school that you find yourself in And previously, the game was made in kind of, um, well, not kind of, but it was, uh, RPG Maker. So, it was very, like, 16-bit simplistic RPG visuals this time around. They used the Unreal Engine to make the school and your characters all 3D. It's kind of neat. It's still kind of cutesy, but scary. Um, The problem is that the developers obviously don't have a full handle on Unreal. So... The frame rate's not great the load times are pretty long um, it's not a technically impressive game but I'm like five and a half hours in so far and I really was like so the original corpse party um, so big admittance here from myself um, I am kind of a guru fan which people might <gasps> not expect. <laughs> Uh, Yes, so I I like horror, and I like really disgusting horror. And I loved, loved, loved the first Corpse Party because it was just this amazing mix of building up characters and making you care about them and then just brutally massacring them in terrible ways that made you feel very bad for them. And it had some of the best... And when I say best, I mean just most like revolting and horrifying audio like I've ever heard in a video game. But then Book of Shadows I, I did not like because it was it was a mixture of kind of continuation and kind of what-if stories, and it was confusing, and it said it was all visual novel, so I didn't like that. But Blood Drive kind of gets back to what I loved about the original Corpse Party, and... So far, I think I still like the first game the best, but this has also been pretty good so far. Um, I think the biggest problem it has against it is that the original corpse party was, you take this group of, of, of eight high schoolers and you throw them into this really terrible place and they have to survive. And Blood Drive so far has kind of been about getting all of those, the characters that are still alive and a group of some new characters to that place again so they're all having to find ways to get back there for their different reasons so it's i'm in chapter four so far and it's just been kind of set up set up set up set up set up so it's got way more set up than the first game had um which makes it feel kind of slower in terms of progress but it's, you know, it's it the audio, again, is just so good. Like, it really is, you know, if you get freaked out about this kind of stuff, like, just the audio. I mean, because you see it, and it's just, it just looks so cutesy, and it's little, like, you know, SD characters. They have smiles on their faces the entire time, like Lego people, you know, which makes it kind of even creepier. When these horrible things are happening to them, and they're still smiling all throughout <laughs> it. Um But the audio is what really seals the deal in in these games and and makes it so just disturbing and unnerving. Um, And that's great. And, yeah. So, you know, I said I've still got a ways to go through it, but it gets back to what I love about the first Corpse Party and kind of makes up for the second game for me. And it makes me really want to play Corpse Party 2 now Hmm. because I keep seeing that. And we're, like, so behind on this series that – You know, Japan's getting the the brand new awesome one and we're kind of still catching up to the older ones. But, yeah. I know um, Anne is eagerly awaiting this game.
0: (laughs) Yes, as I said, I played a bit of the Japanese version but didn't get super far. Um, I almost feel like I need to go back to the first one because I kind of am hazy on... (laughs) I don't know, I don't even really remember... I remember, like, the main characters that survived, but I don't really remember what happened to everybody.
2: I don't so, know what matters. The, yeah, the, the thing is, like, I, don't, I didn't play all the way through the second game. Um, mm. So there were a few points I was hazy on, and I should say this is not a game you can just jump into. Mm. Like, I would say, really, you have to play the first game. I mean, you don't have to, but if you just go into Blood Drive on its own you're going to not appreciate so much of what's happening and so much of what did happen. But, you know, for you, Anne, for someone who did play the first one, it'll bring back reminders of what happened. (laughs) They kind of pick, they kind of pick you back up into it. And it kind of, without trying to spoil it too much, um, you know, there are characters that survived that have unresolved issues with characters who didn't and those reasonings might be why they're kind of going back in so mm. but it's tough because that then also f- it feels a little the problem i had with with book of shadows was it felt very fan servicey you know it's like yeah oh, here, here's yeah. a way to relive these characters that you loved who are now dead and this is kind of going down that same path in some ways, you know. Um, mm. Not as bad as I thought it might, but I also haven't gotten far enough to see all those kind of uh, returns. So, yeah,
0: that's the problem with horror, isn't it? A lot of the times, like with sequels, what are you going to do? Can you do the right. same premise over again? Re- revisiting the school, it's like what made it so terrifying in the first game is like, yeah, they what well, you said—they just pop these kids on there, and it was like alright, good luck, you know, see if you're going to make it out, but then electing to go back after everything that's happened because they want to, you know you know find answers or something, I not I mean, if that happened to me, no way in hell would I go back. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly yeah,
2: it's, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense they'd want to go back and um, they should not be shocked when things just go horribly <laughs> wrong if they do go back. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it, it has some kind of problems on that level, but it, yeah, I know, you know, what you're saying is, is 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 fair that it's kind of a lot of nostalgia, cause, especially because um, when you first get in there, the school is very much as you remember it from the first game. So even mm-hmm. in that respect, it kind of feels nostalgic to you. As a player. So yeah. I mean I. So I kind of. I, I'm liking it. But I'm also understanding where. You know complaints about it can kind of crop up. So,
0: And did they say for sure. Whether this is the. This final one in this trilogy. Or.
2: That's it... the way I understand it. Is that. The next official chapter of Corpse Party. Is Corpse Party 2. Which. Did come out
0: isn't it like episode one for the one with the h- hospital? And, right. And I think they're doing a more of an episodic style for that one. But honestly, I am so confused by all the naming with Corpse Party. I yeah. literally cannot keep track. Like, I think, I, Brian, I was talking to you about whether or not you should get this one. And I think I refer to the first game as Book of Shadows. But no, that's not the first game. No. That's <laughs> okay, the so visual yes. novel version. <laughs> I just okay, can So, so
2: yeah. the, original, the original game is Corpse Party. And then Corpse Party Blood Covered was a the reworking ah, of the PC yeah, yeah. version that we are most familiar with that is coming out supposedly for PC here in America this year. And then Corpse Party Blood Covered Repeated Fear is the PSP, iOS, and 3DS reworkings of the remake. Because they don't <laughs> use the same artwork. So they did things again. Then Corpse Party Book of Shadows is the sequel to the PSP iOS 3DS game. Uh, it's part two. And then there was a really bizarre PSP game that was like um, Corpse Party the Anthology.
0: Oh, Sachiko Birthday yes. to You, yes. something, yes. something. Yeah, I played the yes. demo for that and it was the weirdest thing. It's
2: like a total comedy parody thing and then actually corpse party 2 dead patient started coming out next or at least it first came out next and then they made corpse party blood drive which is the third chapter (laughs) of the playstation portable series (laughs) (laughs) so
1: So what what we're all saying here is that i just need to go back and Finish the PSP version.
2: Yes. <laughs> if nothing else, just play through that one because said that was just such a fantastic <laughs> So yeah, Corpse Party. Like it's, it's 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 nice to be back, but it also you know I mean to be fair, it does have some problems. So oh. anything else before we call it a night or a show episode, whatever day.
1: I don't think so.
2: Well, nothing for me. Then, um, so I am going to Japan beginning in November. So I'm thinking probably once I get back, will be a good time for us to meet up again to do a podcast. So we had a few questions that we had gotten in on our webpage that we were going to answer. Um, but I think we're going to answer those in the next episode. So, yeah, expect us back about early to mid-November. Sound good? Yes. Yep. Then for Anne and Brian, I am Molly, and this has been the nichiest slash nichiest podcast ever.